When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello and welcome to another classic We don't know if it's classic yet, we, the standard hasn't been verified Episode of The Wolf and Owl How delighted On the hottest day ever yeah. in history yeah yeah, I just I went out for a little walk before we've done this, Tom, just to get myself sort of. Really? Yeah, yeah, went out for a, a walk, and even that was unbearable. What heat is it busting where you are right now? I think it's. I don't. Let's have a look. I think it's probably thirties. I think. What's it? How hot is it where you are? It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's. I'm actually going to be in one of the places that's going to be hottest today. Where's that? It's going to hit nearly forty at my house. Your house is one of the hottest places. Well, because I'm in it, baby. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, boy. It's going to be 38, okay. 39 where I am today. That's quite excessive. So, guys, um, I know this is too late for this advice because this episode's going to go out tomorrow, but stay hydrated, guys. You know, get that water down you. I think in general, stay, stay hydrated. It's actually, I tell you what, it's to the point that these houses that we live in now aren't even designed, are they, for fucking any kind of, like, this yeah. insane heat. My house upstairs. No, this, is, this, is, this is villa weather. None of us are living in villas. No, no. no. Like, you need some palatial home, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have actually got tiles in the bottom of my house. Actually, you've got, you've got wooden floor and tiling at your house. We have got tiling and, and wooden flooring. There are no carpets in our house at all. What, in any of the rooms? No. I have all carpet, I'm carpeted upstairs. I, I, look, I, I'm in most of you. I wasn't sure about it. Uh, Lisa is responsible for the interior design of our gaff, alongside the interior designer. And she said, Ramesh, she didn't say with this much drama, actually. She would never say anything with this much drama. Uh, she said, uh, we're not having any carpets anywhere. And I've grown up with, like, believing that carpets are a luxury item, that when you go upstairs, your little tootsies... Yeah, so. Your little tootsies grab the pile, you sort of dig your talons in as you're walking around the bedroom or whatever. That's what I always thought. But listen, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't miss them. Mate, if, if I could live in a world without carpets, mm. I'd, I'd sign up for that. Yeah. I think carpets actually will be one of the first things that the, the ozone layer destroys. Not like... What does that mean? Well, I just think that carpets will be the thing that... I think we'll collectively get round together. Like, not like carpets can hear us, but we'll stand and go, look, mate, we could, we've got to get rid of carpets. Yeah, but what's that got to do, what's that got to do with the ozone layer? Because the heat from the ozone layer, carpets are just unbearable now. Uh, do, car- do, winter, do carpets make it hotter? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah. they do, but I mean, do they? Con- it, it, there's a difference between them actually making it hotter and then making you consciously feel hotter. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think I don't think carpets are doing this intentionally, but I think they make every upstairs hotter. Well, I don't believe that carpets have any intention at all. Well, yeah, but you know, like the person who invented them right. lives through them, right? So the basically, the person who invented carpets, right, he still lives through carpets. Mm. You know, that's his. I guess that's his legacy. In a sense. I tell you what I do. I tell you what I do like actually, though, about carpets. Although we don't have carpets, but um, you know, we've got rugs in our house, right? And yeah. and Lisa bought one of those. Um, you know, the carpet, the rug shampooer thing, or whatever. I don't think yeah. I don't think I'll ever get tired of seeing how brown that water is after you've you, you know the, the satisfaction of seeing really? the, just you know like yeah, the yeah, yeah. when it goes up the thing and you see the strip being a different color to the other we got a rug where Reggie's how dirty yeah no you? no oh, let, let me dog, let yeah. me be absolutely specific about this um, I'm referring specifically to the rug that Reggie first uses as as his, as right. essentially his pissing mat when he first arrived at our house. Um, I just love the idea that your mat, your mats are absolutely filthy yeah, yeah. on a week. Well, the thing is, is, is in the bedroom. To be honest with you, in the middle of the night, <laughs> I can't be asked to find toilets, so I just wipe my ass on the rug. I just drag myself on like a, like, <laughs> like a sick dog, like a dog with work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dragging itself. Yeah, and then we, and then we get the Lisa go. Okay, you've, it's been a few nights now. Probably should shampoo this out, and then she gets it out. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> we look at all the, and you just say. Oh, Oh, look at all that brown look water. How shit, me. Look how shitty that water is. <laughs> She's just rubbing your hair. Yeah. Oh, good boy. You're a good boy, aren't you? Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna stop wiping your ass on the rug? Are you gonna, <laughs> No, you're not, are you? No, no you're no, not. I like, I, you enjoy it, I don't you? Poo poo in the night. <laughs> I like I like the way it feels on my butt butt. <laughs> uh, just getting you some carpet toilet paper to wipe your ass with at night. You know, one of my biggest worries about the ozone layer and everything that's going on with this uh, climate change is there's there's a potential, right, that the North Pole is going to just go, right? Yeah. The North Pole's basically in a kick into its life. Yeah. Where am I going to tell Grace that Santa Claus lives? Well, here's a question for you. Do you want to tell Grace that Santa Claus exists at all? Yeah, of course I do. Do you? I mean, of course, yeah. I, I sort of slightly envy you. Well, that is generally the most stupid question I've ever heard you ask. If I was with you now, I'd put my arm around you and go, are you all right? Okay, can, can, okay all right, but can you just hear me out on this? Go on, I'll okay. hear you out. You've got a chance. Okay, so Santa Claus, the concept of yeah. Santa Claus is a, 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 is a group lie that we all take part in, right? Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is it's this magical man. I mean, I'm not going exp- yeah. to explain the concept of Santa, but the point I'm trying to make is I... Look, you don't know this yet, Tom. You've not had the grief of this, right? Of buying presents for your children, watching them open them, and then and then thank this mythical guy from the North Pole for oh, giving them the presents, right? I never thought you'd be this person. No, 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 listen, listen. And in addition to that, there is an issue. I don't want to get too worthy about this, but there's an so, issue of social inequality, economic inequality to do with Santa, right? Because different parents have got different incomes, right? And so... Yeah. Santa is supposed to be, the idea of Santa is supposed to be rewarding children who are good, right? Or, or whatever. And so what you get in this situation is, is that Santa essentially prefers rich kids. Do you know what I mean? Because like all of these people who get these presents from Santa, you get a kid that gets like, uh, like a, 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 I don't know, I'm making this up now, but like gets like a little Lego set or whatever, I don't know. And then you get another kid that gets a fucking bicycle and an iPad 
and a PS5. And that's also from Santa. I, I just, I sort of think, what is the message that other kids getting? Santa much prefers yeah. the other kid. What do you think then? There should be like a Santa fund. I think, I think, you know how you do secret Santa and you've got a 20, 20 pound limit. I think we should introduce yeah. that across the board for Santa. Yeah, but also you could do like a Santa fund where like rich people put in more and like we just like, not like taxes, but you like sort of... Like a kitty, like a Santa f- kitty. Yeah. I, to be fair, I actually genuinely think, and I'm not sure if this is right or wrong, I think we should just actually get a Santa. Just get someone, we vote basically, we, we turn around, we go, you know what, this person would, seems like he'd be a good Santa. What, what, so, if, he, what, so where would that person live? Well, obviously, hope for a little bit, we'd probably send them to the North Pole to live. So you'd, well, se- you'd send them to the North Pole to live, and on Christmas Eve night, they would deliver a present to every child in the world. Is that, no, is no, that no, what no, you're proposing? No, no, no. No, no, this is what happened. Like, okay. This is how I think we, we actually deal with this. Because at the moment, it has to be looked at, right? Because actually, what you've made a very good point. I shouldn't have jumped on you. I feel bad about that. Because actually, what you said is, and actually, it takes me back to school because I was that kid with this, sometimes a smaller present because my parents didn't have a lot of money. So I completely, I, I, can, I actually think, smashed it. Actually, now I put my arm around you, you'd tell me your point. I'd hug you, shake your hand. I'd walk to the nearest bar, stroke off license, and say, "What is your most expensive bottle of champagne?" Yeah, I bring the champagne back, and we just get on a pistol. We start, dr- we start drinking the yeah. champagne. You put your arm around me, talking about how good how good I am, or how what a good point I made, and then I'd slightly misunderstand things and go in for a kiss. And then you just, <laughs> and then you go, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." Let's finish that champagne before there's any kissing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think is what could be quite good is we, if we all got together, we vote this guy. Or woman, lady or man, to be Santa Claus, right? That person is then in charge of literally like the presents and stuff. But what they do is they'll how, like, how can say one to you person be in charge of all the presents, Tom? It makes no sense. No, but then they say to you and Lisa via email and say, Look So why to me and Lisa? No, not just no all parents. So me me and Catherine for Grace. Yeah. And they say, look, this is this is this is like I've collected all of the money. Oh, by, by the way, what's great about this is every child in the world's parents has got access to emails. This is good. Carry on, carry on. I love this. Go on. Continue. Well, no, if, or a text. Yeah, no, I mean? and they've got mobile phones. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> I, I pity the tribes of Papua New Guinea who are not going to be receiving it. Do they even believe in Santa Claus, though? Do you know what? Excellent point. You've absolutely pulled my pants down there. So carry on. Yeah, and then all the people who believe in Santa or, or like have the same faith that we do in Santa Claus, mm. they he gets in touch. Like this person gets in touch and says, "Yo, this is how much we're spending now per child." What do you think the admin workload is on that, Tom, for one person? Well, you'd obviously... No, but you'd probably, probably like, see how it works and then get a bigger team. Yeah, OK. So how, how, many, yeah. What, what te- how many people do you think would need to be in a team to email every parent and let them know what their budget is for this year? I reckon that's, you'd probably start with 50. 50? For the world? Yeah. For the world? Yeah, yeah. For the world? Like, you, mate, you've got probably six months of emailing to do it. Six months, 50 people for the world. Yeah. I think, how many do you think then? Well, I, I, well, I think this whole idea is bullshit, so I don't really want to commit to it. Mate, at the well, moment... Well, I would say, r- a, r- rough estimate, you'd need to... We're in a, you'd need, yeah, but you'd we're need, in a situation where you could lose, like, there's not much magic left in the world, Ron. We're on our fucking knees when it comes to a little bit of magic and a little bit of joy. Like, actually turning around and going, look, this is something that is actually good... And, uh, yeah, and I completely agree with what you're saying. I think you're, you're very, very, your point is a very strong one, right? Mm. But I don't want to live in a world where, you know, turn around to Grace and there's not a Santa Claus. That someday she finds a fucking, we're in a charity shop and she finds a picture of an old jolly fat man in a red suit with a beard and she goes, who's that? 
I said, oh, years ago, we used to have this mythical guy who used to drop presents off. It was absolutely amazing. The, like, the thought of sort of like someone who's that good and that decent, we got rid of him because the world's shit. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know what? Actually, that, that reminds me. I must remember to put out all our pictures of Santa this Christmas. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? Don't you have any pictures of Santa in your house? Pictures of Santa? <laughs> of course you have. Like, on your Christmas tree, like a picture, like, you know, models of him and stuff. Yeah, that. like little, you talk about ball, you talk about Christmas tree decorations, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, have, have, I don't know, I don't have a National Gallery's portrait of Santa Claus, though. <laughs> no, we, we have a picture of him, we have a statue. A statue? <laughs> of course we have, like, yeah, one of those statue things of him. What, don't you have, like... How big is... How, you've got to how, celebrate How him. big is a statue of Santa? Uh, probably as big as from my elbow to my hand. And where do you put it? By the fireplace, like, we have, like... Oh, that's like, actually, do you know what, that's actually quite sweet, I like it. And then we have a picture of him that goes above the fireplace. I mean, above the fireplace, fair, like he's a dead relative. <laughs> to be fair, the saddest thing of all is up until now that me and Catherine have just been doing that. <laughs> and actually, as well, it's a proper picture, so it is just an old man who's so had is a it, picture is it, of so it, does, it, does it look like Santa sat for a portrait? The picture that you've got of him. Yeah, yeah, but it's essentially just another old man. It's, we just got a picture of an old man. <laughs> Just up at Santa that we're, we're not related to above, yeah. Oh, what's that? It's I, mean, I was just, uh, it's just a portrait of Debenham Santa. We just, <laughs> we just have above the fireplace. It's just we went to see him. We, obviously, we didn't have kids at the time, but Catherine sat on his knee, and she really felt a connection with him. So we, we did a little bit. We got a little portrait. <laughs> and I sat on his knee for a bit. He feel so much of a connection. He was in quite a lot of pain at the yeah, time. Yeah, um, he didn't come back next year for some reason. I said he had some sort of mobility issues. <laughs> But I think it's a beautiful. It's a shame to think of like we could live in a world without him. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what well, happens? Well, we get rid of the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. Well, yeah, Tooth Fairy is another issue. I mean, we, we, these are all things that you've got ahead of you. But Santa, the, the other issue that you're going to have with Grace is sort of deciding when it is you're going to basically unveil that Santa's made up. Because you know, I was one of the last kids in my school to my little sister. Found that Santa was the Santa truth before yeah. I did. Yeah, I was one. Of, I think I was the last kid, at least in my year, maybe my year and the two years below that still believed yeah. in Santa. That, that, that was my worry for our children. What you don't want is your child to be the last one that believes in Santa. Is the truth of it? Do you know what I mean? Because that is. A, that, I, I, think, a, I don't know if I agree with that in a way. I know, I know why you say that, but also, I don't know. I think that sense of wonder. Yeah, because what I needed, as fat and with a lazy eye, is to also <laughs> still be believing in Santa when everyone else knew the truth. That, that's what I needed to be more popular. <laughs> no, but... That would, that, would, that would have pushed me right over the top. I, 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 I think... Oh, oh yeah, he's he, what, ugly, <laughs> fat, lazy eye. Yeah, but do you know what makes him cool? He still believes. <laughs> he's fucking gullible as well. <laughs> what were you like when you found out Santa wasn't real? Well, I mean, this looks, looks bad on my parents, but what, 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 was, what was your... What was your um, before I get into this story, what was your parents' uh, policy on corporal punishment? What do you mean? Did they ever hit you? I think I got smacked around the arse a few times by the old man. Right. Uh, so, so I, I'm from a Sri Lankan background yeah. where uh, where where beating your children is a little bit more kind of uh, <laughs> it's a little more popular. It's a little bit more fashionable, right? So I remember. My mum and dad. By the way, th- this is like I don't want to suggest that I got the shit kicked out of me, but my parent, my parents did hit me. So 
I remember going to my, our parents took us to mum and dad took us to Hamleys, right? Yeah. And um, it was a lovely magical day. And they said, choose two presents and we'll let Santa know. Uh, and we'll get him to... So we chose our presents. At that time, it, everything was transforming robots. Right? Yeah. So my brother and I chose a thing each. And um, and I don't know how they did it to this day, but they managed to... I mean, they must have gone back to the shop and it's not that magical, is it? But anyway, the point is, they they got those toys and that was what Santa was going to give us. So, but I didn't know this at the time. I thought Santa was... I thought they'd put in an order to Santa. I thought it was like Amazon or whatever. Yeah. So they, they identify the things and then they get in touch with Santa. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I find where they've hidden the presents in, like, in the spare room, right? So I then get my brother and I go to him, look at this, and I show him the presents. And then my brother, being the loose-lipped little shit that he is, fucking tells my mum and, uh, and dad, oh, Ramesh showed me where the presents were. And then my mum proceeded to give me an absolute arse-whipping for ruining the magic of Santa. So, so my, so maybe nah. that's partly. Maybe so this that's, is why you've got the grievance you've got with Santa Claus. I think. I think. Do you know what? I, I, I actually, I, I've never thought this before. I've never put two and two together. But as I'm telling you the story now, I think this is clearly. I've got Santa issues. Do you know what I mean? If there's one thing I want to do before me and you leave this mortal coil in which we reside, is that I actually want to find someone who looks like a proper real Santa Santa, like like someone who's got a real beard and stuff and actually really takes his shit seriously and <laughs> like pay him. So like on Chris, like Christmas Eve, sort of like in the early hours of Christmas day morning, um, I'll basically get Lisa to give me a spare key to your house and he can get, he can come into your house and then go to your bedroom and then sort of like, just like stroke the end of your toes. And then um, you'll wake up and go, Oh my God, Santa Claus. And he'll be, hello, Ramesh. How are you? Oh, fucking hell. And he's like... But by the way, by the way, I think you, you, you once again, you've identified the one voice I hate worse than your impression of me, by the way, which is nonsense kind of old man. But go on. Um, I remember watching you as a little boy when you... Of <laughs> When you found those presents that I left in your parents' room because I'd run out of school to the North Pole. Oh, right, yeah. And then he sort of like moves up and he strokes your hair. It's like one of the Why most... is he stroking my hair? Sorry, is he also a private school RE teacher? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But he's like, he's making you feel chilled and relaxed. Right. And he looks at you in the eyes and he says like, listen to me. We can all lose the sense of hope, but we should never lose the sense of believing. And then he pulls out a toy that you wanted as a kid and he puts it on your chest. By the chest. way, that's a, such a, what you've just said is such a massive contradiction, but anyway, go on. <laughs> he, he puts a toy on your chest and he says, sleep tight, little Ranganathan. And then uh, he sort of like walks out and then he and goes... And was he, was he, he finishes with splashing on my tits or something? <laughs> no, but it's like a nice moment gives you a kiss on the forehead, right? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right. And then you're like, you run to the windows like in your like nightdress as quickly as you can, right? Yeah. Little wee willy winky costume outfit. <laughs> and you sprint as fast as you can. You go, Theo, Charlie, Alex, quick! And they all like get up and they run to the door. And then like basically you see him outside and he's got like 12 reindeer and his sleigh and he, run, dasher, run, dasher, run. And then like, they, he, they can't fly, but they just sort of like run out of your, your, uh, your garden. So, so I watched I watched twelve reindeer slowly pull an old man out of my garden. 
And that's supposed to give me the magic of Christmas, mate. No, but then he's got glitter and stuff, and he's like, you know, maybe some pyrotechnics. It's a sad man just fucking throwing, <laughs> throwing craft glitter out the back of this. I think that that would be like, quite a beautiful thing. Yeah, sure. And, like, obviously he's walked snow through your house and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. It, it, look, what I would say is, by the way, I do before people start getting in touch with me and having a go, there is nothing much better than your kids believing in the magic of Christmas. Because I've always loved Christmas growing up. And then you sort of, you fall out of love with it a little bit. And then having children. And some people keep hold of it. So I, yeah, I don't want to say this is exclusive to people with children because like there's some people that do like keep hold of that thing. But I did find that having children made me, it revitalised my enjoyment of christmas do you know what I mean? my it's a weird thing to chat about on the hottest day of the year isn't it this but yes yeah, so my my memory of christmas was my mum would get very anxious and very i think because we didn't have a lot of money and like she felt the pressure of having a lot of people over on christmas day and yeah. like we were sort of trying to make all that work i look back and f- sort of feel for her quite a lot really but she used to just be mm. like like on christmas Eve sometimes and like you i was not an easy child it's quite sort of hyperactive She'd be like, um, that's it, we're cancelling Christmas. We're not having good night. <laughs> if it was just like she'd literally just get so like anxious did about she ever, it. Did she, did she ever hold up that threat? No, 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 no. She always like, we had a, like lovely Christmases. But I think, you know what I think it is? And it's a, it's a weird thing in now having a trip like a like child myself. And I think we, we all suffer a bit. It's trying to make things perfect and try and make things picture perfect. Yeah. And like giving people, you put yourself under so much pressure to do that, that actually in the end, it almost just, like, if it's just enough, people are going to be happy. And that's one of the most important things. I think it, like, actually, you'll remember that, you'll remember people laughing and enjoying it more more than you will, like, things just being perfect. I think that's what we should all work towards in life a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. What a lovely, that's really lovely. It's really nice. Uh, <laughs> have you have you have you heard have you heard about this? Um, did you ever read? I read an article a few years ago about the idea uh, of Santa, sort of the concept of Santa being essentially sort of a culturally biased thing because it's like a white. Oh, by the way, I'm not expressing an opinion on this. I'm just telling you what I read. Go go. So the idea was that children of all ethnicities are celebrating Santa's a white guy. Basically, yeah. that's that's the issue, and so. Whether you think that's an issue or not is by the by, but this is what the article suggested is that it's sort of a bit of a culturally exclusive concept having a white guy being Santa, and so uh, what? <laughs> which I got, I got the logic behind it. I, I'm not personally that bothered about that because he's got to be something. Well, also, he's so from like, the North Pole, so I guess that's yeah. But yeah. he's not from. Is he from the North Pole? Well, I, did he live in Norway for a bit and then he moved there? I don't. I, 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 when I don't know the backstory, I, I don't know the. Isn't backstory. it sad that we know the backstory of some fucking characters that Marvel came out with, or Michael Corleone? We have no idea of where. How, we've not even looked into why Santa ended up at the North Pole. I, 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 your, yours, and my opinion on how sad that is differs massively. To be honest with you, I, I don't actually think it's a big deal at all. In fact, I'm probably going to forget that I don't know the backstory moments after we log off this Zoom. But um, the the thing that she suggested was that. Um, we have a instead of having Santa because obviously if you then make Santa brown or black or whatever in this city, you still got the same problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what she suggested was that we replace Santa with a Christmas penguin. You know what? I think that's a bullshit idea. What would be better is if you had like a Santa Claus version of the eighteen. Talk me through it. Well, then you just have like four different people 
male and female from different ethnicities, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all culturally, every, you know, sort of basically you cover all ground with a little A team and it's a squad. Yeah. What would you call it? Team Centre. That's great. I like it. Yeah. Really good. And then really good. you basically, they're all there for each other and, and no one feels left out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it literally, look, society's different than it was. And I think that actually, you know, you have someone in it who's like, you have a trans person, it's, you cover all back, uh, you know, so no one feels left out. Yeah. Obviously, the good like, thing about that is, well, obviously, the good thing about you that have is, Santa Claus, he's Hannibal, so he's still the leader. Yeah. But now he's, his squad's grown. Yeah. And I think the great thing about that is you wouldn't get people kicking off about it, which is ideal, really. Yeah, um, I think people would be quite you, 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 yeah I, think, I don't think people would be furious you, would, you wouldn't see a load of really angry guys <laughs> getting furious about it on Twitter which would be weird who just, just got over the fact that Covid isn't yeah. <laughs> Covid's yeah. not yeah. real there's no fucking who, climate change who, who, who Santa, sorry Santa team Santa yeah. team you say fucking hell I'm not having presents brought to my children by one of them. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then by coincidence, they've got St. George fighting the dragon in their profile picture. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I look, I, I've got mixed feelings about it. I sort of posited the Santa thing as a, as a look, just to have a chat about it. But I, I think it, the, the positives are it does make your children believe in magic, which is nice to see. Yeah. My issue with it, actually comes down to and I, I know I sound a bit boring now so I apologise for that but th- this is my genuine opinion it it comes down to an idea I, I, I sort of have an, a slight issue with materialism really do you know what I mean which is like if you're good you'll get a, a thing a present do you know what I mean I, I don't know look I've done it with my kids the whole way that, but but I, I don't know how good I feel about that do you know what I mean that, like, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you're supercharging consumption do you know what I mean? Is a thing to aspire to. I don't know. I'm getting too fucking weird. But do you know? Do you understand what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, but also if you know, if it was something more than presents, would have been yeah. But we're too that far down the road now with the sort of oh, he gives presents and that's everything. We that's that that's the that's the story we've given him. But if it was a bit more about magic and decency and being good, then we because actually, you know, the saddest thing of all, Rom. Is that yeah? You have all these religions. You have all these different ways of seeing. But if Santa Claus stood for anything that wasn't just about, if he was just about like you know putting your arm around your fellow man on the twenty fifth December and being with family, and that's what's important and that's what he stood for, that's probably actually what what it should have been about. But Mm. essentially, that whoever came up with Santa Claus knew that the only way you're going to get kids to believe in goodness and decency is you give them fucking something, you give them a present. And you go, actually, that you know, and that's the last thing any of them remember. And as soon as the faith and the magic's gone, you know, and they get off that bus, it's, you know, the real world hits in. Yeah. Um, by the way, Theo uh, is no longer part of the Santa crew. But what I want to say is I had a fucking, I just, I had a magical experience with Theo the other day, right? So Theo is like, as you know, you know Theo. He's 12, almost 13, going on 18. You know, he's getting to the age now where he wants to hang out with his mates more than, than he does us sometimes. And But I, I, I don't I don't really get that upset about that. I think that's... I, I want him to be... You know, all of us want our children to be happy. So if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. But the other day, I went to his room and he said, do you want to play a bit of... Uh, this is a game called Fall Guys that he's into at the moment, right? So he said, do you want to play Fall Guys with me? So I was playing it with him. And then what he did was he... Honestly, man, I've like it was so great, and it doesn't sound like a big thing, but I fucking loved it. He basically just started going through hip hop tunes that he's that he's into, 
right. and just playing me stuff and going, I've got some recommendations for you. And we sat there and had like a 40 minute kind of chat and interaction about new music he liked and stuff he's recommended me. And then he's going to me, what stuff have you, what stuff have you been listening to? And I said, and it was just fucking, you know, when you just like, I think life's best moments are things like that, man. You know, we just have this little, of course. oh my God. I, I, oh, man. He doesn't know it. He just like, after it finished, he just went, I, I just went to him, all right, mate, I'll, I'll leave you to it soon a bit. And I walked out and he went, see you later, dad. And he was just looking at his phone. I was like walking out the room just like, I just had such a great experience with my boy. It's just so tragic, man. I loved it though. Have you every every day since just sort of popped in and tried to do the same thing? Yeah, that's that's the there. problem, isn't it? Because you think, oh, that's beca- that's going to become a half hour thing every day now, where Theo and I discuss music, yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, Dad, sorry, mate. It's a beautiful thing, man. In a way that I wish that, you know, if it was a film, me and the uh, old guy that I paid to be Santa mm. would um, be sat outside be the window, like at the w- yeah, yeah, like looking in, and he'd look at me and go. Maybe that's the real magic we were looking for. And then what would you... So why are you with him? <laughs> I probably lost my sense of Christmas you're still, you're still pay, You're still paying this guy to sit outside my house, eh? <laughs> no, but even after, in a way, even after he's done the first stunt. You've just got him, sat, <laughs> you've got him stationed in my back garden, just looking through the window. And he's called me and he said, you better come and see this. Can you get to Rag and Athens in half an hour? Um, no, but it's like, I'm probably a bit like Scrooge and you're like Bob Cratchit, in a way. Which one's Bob Cratchit? He's the one, that, the, the guy who works for Scrooge. Why, why are you Scrooge and I'm Bob Cratchit? <laughs> because, like, Scrooge is like the one who's sort of like, I don't know, he's like the sort of like edgelord, isn't he? He's like the edgy cool one. And then Bob Cratchit's sort of like the sort of, I will accept that I'm not Bob Cratchit. I do think I've got a Cratchit vibe. What I would say is there's nothing Scrooge about you at all. If anyone, in, you, if yeah. you'd be anyone in the story, you'd be Santa. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Santa or I'd be yeah, the big uh, the big ghost who turns up, who's actually got a heart of gold. Mm. Mm. That's a fucking good book, isn't it? Christmas Carol. I've n- I don't think I've ever read it. No, it's a beautiful book. Mm. I'll tell you what, actually, Dickens is better than Shakespeare all day long. I think I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, I think. Right, Having read no works of either of them, uh, I think I'm qualified. Have you read any of them? I don't think I've read any. I don't think I've read any Shakespeare outside of having to read it for. I've s- not read any Shakespeare. I can't. Even and I don't know if I've read, read any. Read any Dickens? But um, oh, I love a bit of Dickens. Really? Yeah, I love a bit of Charles Dickens. Really? I actually genuinely think he's the greatest storyteller ever. Yeah, I think Dickens' great expectations. Hmm. Brilliant, lovely bit of book. Okay, I just didn't have that in yeah. you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for sort of. I'm sorry for pigeonholing you like that, mate. It's something that I actually now proudly sometimes go on holiday. Yeah, I get an old beaten up leather bound version of one of Dickens's tales and just sit by the pool and just crack it open. Yeah, Everyone's reading their new Fantango books or reading off an iPad. I've got this dusty old book. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Is, are you being real now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Dickens. Okay. You read. Yeah. You read Dickens by the pool in the. On your summer holidays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sit and read a bit of Dickens. Okay, all right, good. That's good. I like it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you. Uh, okay, are you you ready for some emails? Let's do it, boy. Uh, Already. Okay. Oh, by the way, we've got a lot of people reaching out about sea the seaweed. 
Yes. Um, so, okay, let me just summarise this quickly. Quite a mixed bag of res- of responses to this yeah. seaweed thing. So about, I would say it's about 50-50. So 50% of people, well, actually, this is slightly more complicated than this. I would say 50% of people are like you and incensed that it's not seaweed. Yeah. 50% of people uh, don't give a shit. Uh, but what I would say is more people didn't know than I realised. Quite a few people don't Can know. Can I just say something, actually, that might throw you, actually? I'd, 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 lo- I'd love you to. Let me hit you with this. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one of the ways they get the seaweedy taste to it yeah. is putting dried fish on it? Now, for me, seaweed is known as a vegan stroke vegetarian option, right? Right. But there's fish on it. Yeah, so that's no longer vegan or vegetarian. So, no. So that is actually, for you, they're not just mugging me off, they're almost more mugging you off with it as well. Mm, mm. So it's worth you knowing that before you start running about town, running your mouth. What do you mean running, like what do you mean running my mouth? <laughs> no, it's, look, they fucking, they're not I, just putting I, I, my I, I, Sorry, sorry. I, I can't help feeling like you seem to think I'm responsible for the fucking Chinese restaurant industry's seaweed policies. Nothing to do with me. I was just no, pulling it you, out. I don't even eat seaweed. You're giving it, don't you eat it? No. Well, but any other vegans out there, who do eat seaweed because they haven't got many other options at a Chinese restaurant, you should know that there is well, like well, fish. Well, I pity right. the poor fucker that's ordering from the local Chinese restaurant and going, can I have some plain rice and a bucket load of seaweed, please? <laughs> what fucking order is that? Why have you chosen that order? Oh, because I don't want any moisture to be in my system at all. <laughs> I'd like to completely dehydrate. In fact, do you, do you mind throwing some silica gel packets in there as well, please? I would love to be completely desiccated by the summer delicious meal. <laughs> but just be careful is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's a, All that glitters is not gold. It's a fair point. Uh, and sometimes that glitter is actually dried fish. So be careful. <laughs> uh, okay. So this, dried fish kills. this email is from the Irish setter. Uh, and he says, nice. uh, Dear Wolf and Al, insert paragraph about how great the podcast is here. It really is amazing. This is quite an uplifting one. I want to thank you, and in particular, the email from Series 2, Episode 3, where you got an email about a couple on their honeymoon and how he embraced his body to enjoy time with his wife. It changed something in me. I've always been a big lad. Being tall helped a bit. In January 2020, it was the lightest I've been in years, and I was feeling good. Then COVID hit. Initially, we didn't mind it, as after years of trying, we were expecting our first child. October 2021, I'm at my heaviest. Uh, COVID, two miscarriages later, tells me I'm a comfort eater. However, we've been extremely fortunate to welcome a little baby boy into the world i'm happy the weight can wait anyway summer 2022 we're down in our holiday home in the sunny southeast of ireland right beside the beach go for a swim every second night usually after 8 p.m when the beach is quieter and even then i walk and walk until no one is near me but today something is different i've listened to the last two podcasts one about the guy on honeymoon embracing his body and then again one where the emailer told you both how hot you were for who you were not what you look like it changed me instantly I'm now settled and relaxed after going for a swim at 5.30pm on the hottest day of the year and with the beach packed. I walked onto the beach, put my stuff where there was a space right in the middle of a busy section, took my t-shirt off and went for a swim. I feel amazing. You both make a difference. Your listeners can make a difference. The moment I stop caring about my weight is when I have a real problem. But right this minute, I feel just perfect. Thank you. Wow. How good is that? Wowzers. I know. That's incredible. I know. The Irish setter, man. That is a beautiful thing. You know, actually, just I've just been a wife to the Whitrings, and yeah. literally after that, I, 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 I felt like after that, that nice email that we got and some of the sweets, that, 
I felt less worried about myself going through the beach after that, mm. going down. I, I felt like, I think, I actually feel like, you know what I'd love to do is just get loads of people who listen to this podcast and we all just run into the sea together. Mm. That'd be fucking cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be an amazing thing. Uh, and then we all just go for a big old fucking, like we get like a buffet on the beach and we all drink and we laugh. I, I and it's just like a I, I, I'm struggling to think of anything I'd find worse I'd rather meet up with a group of racists <laughs> Rob that'd be an incredible thing like we all basically get to the beach we get a spot and we're all laughing and everyone's like the guy who I've got to play what, what, what are we laughing at by the way just all being together in the sense of fun you can't, you can't say we'd all, we'd all just be laughing but what what yeah, what is it that's making us laugh are we, tic- no, are we tickling each other together this no, but we all it's get out different cars and stuff like everyone's nodding at each other's laughter one of the most beautiful bits of this day right is as we're all larking about in the sea right you come up from underwater where you've just been like, you go underwater and you're joking about and you're hiding underwater from everyone. <laughs> you come up and you're laughing. And the old guy that I've hired to play Santa is there and he just goes, hello, it's a rat, Nathan. And you just go, Santa, like that. And then it, like, he grabs you and you fall into, fall into the sea together. Like, but, and then we all like basically run out of the sea. There's loads of cold beers and Coca-Colas and ice cold water. And uh, and some sandwiches and crisps and stuff. Yeah. And someone's brought some seaweed, and we all laugh about that. Yeah. And then you get you, just you like go, nice... what, what, watch out for the dried fish, and everyone has a big laugh. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Get no, it. but what I'm saying is, it would be a nice thing to do a big team swimming event. I don't know where we do it or how we get about it. Can I? Um, can we'll I? Probably have get... Yeah. Can I? Can I? Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for the email. Um, it's great, and I'm great. You, it's great you feel good, and I, I, and I do want to say. What I'm about to describe is a blip in my journey, okay? But um, what I would say is, since we got that email, I can't remember which, whether it was last episode or episode before, got that email about us believing that we were hot or sort of having a bit more faith in us. It has, it has actually changed my outlook a little bit. I felt more confident and I felt a bit better. And I've also realised that if you, you know, if you talk negatively about yourself and how you look for long enough, people start to believe you. Do you know what I mean? And I, I do believe that yeah. to be the case. However, what I would say... Is you know without pointing out any specific incidents uh, that you and I are both in a situation where I think we're on an upward trajectory with regards to our actual physical appearance and how we feel about ourselves. We, you've lost a bit of weight, yeah. I've lost a bit of weight, and you start to sort of feel a bit of confidence. However, the problem that you've got is is that not everybody thinks about your starting point and where you are now, right? So, no, no. So basically, what you do get is you do get a situation where like. I'm not going to say specifics, but the long and the short of it is I had an incident recently where I thought I was making progress and then somebody commented on how I look and I was like, oh, actually, I I, 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 I haven't made as much... You know, I haven't made as much progress as I thought I had and actually I, I am still a bit of a mess. Like I had a bit of, I had a bit of a backward step, basically. But... Yeah, but then but then you've got to look at it and think that that's, that's on them. The past, so I think it's fair enough to have like negativity about like yourself, and that you've got to fight that battle when other people are just say stuff. And it's always I always find that hitting down thing quite unfair, and I think it's not it's not a good way to be. And I, I like you always get sort of like fucking arseholes just fucking you know that's that's life. But you should yeah you know, the confidence that you know mate. I, do you know what I think it's cool. You know you, you I know this is a small thing. You've put more pictures up on Instagram of yourself. Right, mm. in nice. You've always you're always looking good. You always wear nice clothes. 
And I think, oh, when I see you doing a nice picture of yourself, you did a really good picture the other day, and you look very cool. And you made a joke about it afterwards, which is, you know, which is what we're always going to do. But it was nice to see that you felt good about yourself. And I thought, you know what, man? Yeah, you know, if that old guy who we're going to get to play Santa was there, he'd have felt what I felt too. I'd really, lo- I'd really love us to have breakthrough moments without that guy being there, if that's cool. <laughs> I would say that there's some occasions on my development journey that I'd, I'd quite like him to have not made it. <laughs> Having a check in the next time, go, ragging it. Oh, actually, no, we already covered this. Rubbish feels loads better about doing selfies. What wasn't I there? Oh, yeah, I think you're in Tenerife. <laughs> um, I don't know if taking more selfies is a good thing, actually. There you go, I've said it. I don't, I, I, no, I, look, don't get me wrong. I think certain... There, there's actually quite a link, isn't there, to if you're feeling down about yourself, yeah. down about things, you just scroll for Instagram and you just look at stuff and you think the whole world is having a better time than you. But actually, if you feel better about yourself and you feel a little bit happier and you feel that you, you actually sort of... It's like being at a party, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes where at the party, if you feel really low and shit about yourself, you let the party continue around you, and you're just there. Where if you feel a little bit better about yourself, you'll hit the dance floor, and you'll give it a little jig. Yeah, you're right. And that's yeah. And I think that sometimes we should all just remember that we should all yeah. just give. We should all just have a little jig, guys, from time to time. Okay. Yeah. Actually, wherever you are right now, just do a couple of little dance moves. Oh, do you know what we haven't? Slow, you, know, you know what? You know what we haven't done for the last couple. We haven't done a song. Do you want to think about that? Well, no. We, are you yeah, done, I'll have a little you, thing. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant. No, you don't want to think about it. Um, no, no. Thank no, you, no, Irish Setter, for your email. Um, I hope I didn't undermine that with my little blip, but it is a blip. And the truth is, the fault was mine. There, I should have had enough confidence in myself to go, "Fuck you, man." Yeah, you you, you're not gonna. You're not gonna knock me off my stride. Okay, go fuck yourself. Fuck. Ooh, I'd have loved to have seen that. Uh, okay. This is from the Crafty Penguin. Uh, Dear Wolf, Al Swan and Cat. Lovely. I love it when we all get addressed. Um, no, long time listener, first time emailer. I've listened to your pod the other day and confusion about the guy shitting in the middle of the toilet. I had to write in and tell you this story. So, God. Sorry in advance for the long email, but I feel details are a necessity in this case. I was 21 years old, just got my dream, job working in a photography studio. On this day, I had to go to the studio early to collect the equipment and then take it to a location house. So I found myself on the Piccadilly line about 6.30am. Dangerous time to be travelling, by the way. Yeah, very dangerous, right. especially if you've had a coffee, coffee yeah, for before. The old, for the old internal cycle, bit of an issue. Uh, I walked onto the tube at the, uh, at the double doors, turned left and sat down opposite uh, on the first seat next to the doors. There are three other people in the carriage, a man sitting opposite me, who I think was asleep, a young man sitting the other side of the doors on the opposite side, and a lady down to the right, down the, right down the other end of the carriage. The story focuses on the young man. He was around 24, 25, suited and booted, with a briefcase bag on his lap. He was visibly nervous and fidgety. Oh, God. Journey goes on, we get to King's Cross. Why did I say, oh, God, like that? Oh, God. Um, uh, actually, go- I, I, I liked it. You okay. really added the story. Uh, journey goes on, we get to King's Cross, no one gets off or on our carriage, the tube leaves the station, and it's at this point the young man stood, leaving his case on the seat next to him, and walked slowly over to the pole of the the double doors. I didn't acknowledge this happening until the lady at the end of the carriage shouted, you left your bag, at which the man opposite awoke. I looked up at the young man, just in time to see him turn his back on me, lean against the pole, pull down his seat trousers, and squeeze out the biggest log of shit I've ever seen in my life. Wow, what the fuck? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Christ. 
two things to point out here. You may or may not know, but the journey between King's Cross and Caledonian Road is one of the longest gaps between stops, three minutes to be exact. So I can only assume he knew that and waited for that point. Two, yes, his ass was facing me. And yes, I watched the whole thing from start to finish. Christ. I couldn't believe what was happening. Once he was done, it didn't take long. It was clearly already poking out. It didn't take much encouragement. He pulled his trousers back up, walked back to his seat, sat down and put his bag on his lap and stared straight ahead. Shit. No one moved. No one said anything. All three of us were just staring at him. I can only assume he was on his way to an interview and didn't want to shit his pants. But I would argue that there are slightly more private places to dump on a tube, maybe in the corner by the sink of fucking... Like, I just don't think places to dump on a tube is a category. No, 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 okay? no, 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 no. Anyway, I moved carriage at the next stop, weirdly the one I was on, absolutely stank as shit, and I never saw the man or his poo again and never got on the tube at that time of day again, ever. Uh, love the pod, it makes me laugh and cry in equal measure in a good way, and it's often the boost I need to set me up for a good day. Uh, you two are fucking great humans. Keep it up. Love to you all, the crafty penguin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the, hold up, hold up. What? The guy who took the shit didn't get off the tube. He sat there with it. That's such a mad thing to do, isn't it? That is an insane thing So I to assume do. that he just sat there. When people got in, he just sort of pointed at the pie and go, I don't know what's going on there. Absolute nightmare. Well, he's basically got a, he's got a hope that all three people that are on there. I'm trying to... No. I, I, I want to empathise with the young man that did that because... Look, I've been on a tube and needed the fucking juice big time. Me too. I, like, you know, fucking adrenaline or whatever, and or it's early or it's late or you've eaten too much and you've got the old to- you've got the toe tap going on yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm... Never in my life have I ever, ever, in any of those scenarios, thought I'm going to have to just go on the fucking floor on a tube. Do you know, do you know the problem with it, right, is, is, is uh, for that guy that did that, before you need a shit, like when you're desperate for a shit, it feels like the most important thing in the world to the point where you're almost angry at life for putting you in this position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just sort of like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm just trying to get on with my life and now I'm desperate for a shit somewhere I can't have a shit, right? It's horrible. The, 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 the issue is that as soon as you've had that shit, all of that emergency feeling disappears and now yeah. you're a guy that's taken a shit in the middle of a tube. Right? And I, I, I don't also, know like, what that feels like. Not to have picked it up and... What, how, like, what would you, would you, what, how would you pick it? What, what, what are you doing? Look, like, I'd have probably looked in my briefcase for something. Okay, yeah. what, are you, what, what do you think is suitable for removing one of your own shits? Like a plastic bag. What do you think looks more mental? Shitting on a pole and then going and sitting down or shitting on a pole, opening your briefcase, taking that shit and then putting it into your bag? <laughs> I, I think genuinely I'd have more respect if I saw someone pick it up and put it in their bag. Yeah. Like they're pooper scooping themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do. You do it for a dog without any question, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. If a dog shat on it, you know, like leave, just leaving it there. Because at some point, Rom, at some point, my friend, someone's going to stay. He's done it in the middle of the fucking carriage. Yeah. yeah. At some point, someone's going to get on that fucking tube. Like literally, okay, anything could have happened to that that morning, and they're going to stand in a big fucking juice, mm. and it's not going to be no, a you're right. fucking look. You're right. You're and the light, and that, that. Do you know what that is, mate? A sliding doors there. What do you mean? Well, he's done that. That's his day, right? The, like you said, that shit has a journey from there. Mm. It's a fucking journey, yeah. one way or another. He leaves that shit there. He gets one off. Of the he most, leaves, I mean, that's a, long, that's a long line. That's one of the most well-travelled turds in London, probably. Yeah, and then someone treads in it. Yeah. So they're going to. He's going to an interview. He gets because he's had his shit. Yeah. Right. He, he, gets feel, he feels great. Fucking, light on his feet, spring in his step. Yeah. Then some someone gets on there. and She's got an interview, say. And she's like in her fucking lovely shoes. She's all immaculately dressed and she gets on there. She's feeling good about herself. Mm. Then she treads in the shit. Yeah. Then it's a game changer first. She doesn't get the job. No. Her life falls to shit. Yeah. 
And before you know it, you're back to the situation before we talked you, about at the top of the you show, where it. you haven't got, you're giving your kid a crappy present from Santa Claus because you trod in a human shit on a fucking Jew. Next thing you know, she's on and the... And that's the circle of life. Play yeah. it on job. She's on the... Ch- play what? Play it on job. Oh, right, circle yeah. of life. Uh, okay. Don't worry. Uh, thank you for your email. Uh, hold on, hold on, let me just double check. What was his name? The Angry Penguin. Crafty the, Penguin. Crafty, crafty Penguin. Crafty, crafty Penguin. penguin. Dear, this is from the Grumpy Fox. Uh, Dear Wolf, Al, and the rest of the fine menagerie. Firstly, thanks so much for all the advice, fun, and grammar lessons, brackets, Al. I recently had the zip go on one of my favourite jackets. It was four years old. I tried my luck, and I went to the shop, and long story short, walked out with a brand new jacket. I've also done the same with backpacks and things. Do you think I'm a cheapskate prick, or is it a case of if you don't ask, you don't get? Have either of you had a cheeky refund or a really good blagging experience? Keep up both the work on the pod, in TV, and stand-up. The live show was brilliant. Ah, oh, thanks for coming to the live show. Uh, all the best, the Grumpy Fox. Tommy D. Well, I actually, this person is an absolute legend in my, what? In my mind. Well, for taking a jacket back after four years and get... Like, I just... I put, if, if a zip goes on anything, that's like... It's a sad moment, because it could be one of your favourite things. Mm-hmm. But then you put it to your clothing... You know, the sort of a graveyard of clothing, right? Yeah. You know, you just basically say that you're not even good for a charity shop now, old friend. You know what I mean? And you just sort of like mourn it for a little bit. Mm. <clears throat> okay, to actually the thought of taking it back to the shop you got it for four years later and saying that this is mm. bust and then getting a new one, that is it. Like, I, I literally, I have nothing but absolute awe for this person. Yeah. I'd like to just look them in the eye and say, thank you. Thank you for being you. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Because if they took it back, hopefully someone fixed. They're helping the environment as well, so it was like someone fitted the zip, like fixed it, and then boom, you know that jacket goes on like the poo did, mm. but in a more, you know, celebratory manner. Um, have I ever done anything like this? Yeah, I've 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 blagged a few things over the times. I've yeah. not. Yeah, you're one of the country's finest blaggers. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've blagged a few things here and there, but never. I've, I like now. I look at it and think there's three or four. There's a couple of good, nice pairs of trousers couple of jackets that I wish that I'd known about this from the Crafty Fox mm. or the Grumpy Fox. Yeah. And just basically being able to go back and go, yo, this is broken. Where did you buy it? Seven years ago. Like, I think I'll probably get away with that. I'm now thinking if I've got anything lying about that is broken that I could try this with. Uh, okay. Should we do one more? Let's do one more, my baby. Uh, this is from The Gecko. Uh, Hi, Tommy, Romy, Swanee and the Cat. Please keep me anonymous. Bit of a weird one, so just going to get straight into it. Beneath the guidance and wisdom of the wolf and the owl. For some background to my shoe, my partner is a fairly petite 5'5", and by coincidence, it's pretty much the same height and build as my mum. My parents are fairly well-to-do, and my mum's got more clothes than she knows what to do with. They recently moved house, and as a result, my mum has very kindly gifted some clothes to my partner, some of them unworn, and with tags on. Cut to a few nights later, me and the missus are heading to bed, and when she changes into a skimpy little satin nighty thing, I didn't really... Oh, God... Uh, don't want to stir this show blue but let's just say it got the motor running and one thing led to another the next <laughs> the next morning at breakfast I brought up the night <laughs> and oh, asked God. where she got it from The next morning at breakfast, I brought up the night and asked where she got it from. I imagine quite hornily, based on the fact that it's giving you some action. Yeah. She re- yeah, yeah. she replied, oh, it was with one of the bags of clothes your mum gave me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. God. That is so dark. This took me back. This this took me back. (laughs) This 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 took me back a little, so I asked if it's new or had tags, and she said no. Oh no! (laughs) But your mum doesn't. No, but your mum doesn't wear it anymore. <laughs> it began to dawn on me that the night before I'd essentially had sex with my partner was wearing my mum's skimpy pyjamas. This got me feeling a bit funny and got worse when I realised my dad has probably shagged my mum when she was wearing them. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, not, I'm trying not to see this as a major issue because, let's be honest, they're just clothes, but I can't now separate my mum from the pyjamas. And I've also... <laughs> I had several helpful comments from friends saying, you've basically fucked your mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. I'm hoping for a bit more maturity and wisdom. Oh, shit. We've absolutely fucked that. Hoping for a bit more maturity and wisdom from you chaps. How do I broach the situation with my partner and how do I move past this? Oh, okay. Well, we've had- well number one, I, I would say that you can't, uh, you know, you've delved into the... Yeah, the realm of like doing this once with the pajamas. I'd say the pajamas probably have to go. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's any too much stigma. Stigma like you, you, you haven't. I think that, let's face it, your your mum has got a great choice and a great, you know, a good eye for sort of sexy lingerie. I don't think um, I don't think this is where this guy wants this to go. But anyway, go on. No, no, no. But I, I no, I don't think you should feel bad about that. I think it's like it's it's a kind of strange thing to pass down anyway isn't it mm. pajamas or i didn't think i thought that there was like isn't there a hygiene issue not hygiene issue but do you know what i mean yeah but i also thought that that's the one that we you know like if you were to give me a bag of clothes and that was a pair a couple of pairs of underpants mm. right i'd be like you'd probably well, what would you do you'd probably sniff them and then put them in the bin would you <laughs> keep keep, keep probably... a couple of the spicier ones <laughs> check the back of them but i i thought society wise we never you know that, that stuff was all just kept. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, it's like a one-owner sort of fucking situation. Like, dog not for, it's just not for Christmas kind of vibe. Mm. But I wouldn't feel too bad about... Look, you know, you can look at it two ways, right? You, there's a problem where, where I'm looking at negatively, but also positively. Like, you know, you realise that actually, you know, a little bit of sexy underwear really gets your engine going. So what I'd say is just look at the positives and get out there and you and your missus, you know, go, go underwear shopping together and sort of like, you know. Yeah, um, Gecko, um, what I would say to you is you've done nothing wrong. You had no idea. And you, your girlfriend's done nothing wrong because she didn't know it was going to be such an issue for you, okay? So it's an accident, okay? It's an accident. I would agree. And a happy accident. And a ha- yeah, you had, a happy accident. yeah, you had sex. Great. Congratulations. Um, what I would say is uh, the nighty has to go, uh, 100%. Yeah. Psychologically, you need... And to... don't give it away, throw it away. No, throw... Yeah, or ceremoniously burn it or whatever you need to do to get that cleanse from your soul. And then secondly, embrace the fact that, as Tom said, you like that kind of stuff. So maybe you could, you know, go shopping together and buy something that you both like that you can uh, enjoy uh, one evening uh, or even the daytime. I, I don't want to dictate what time of the day you have sex. Uh, but you've got yourself a funny story out of it. It's hilarious. And one of my favourite emails of all time. Yeah, it's a great email. So, you know, I, I think celebrate that. Yes, it's a bit embarrassing, but what a fucking story. I mean, it's hilarious, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's brilliant. So nothing negative has come out of this. Yes, you've got a bit of piss taken from your mates, but that 
it's fine, man. Like Gecko, I like to say, if we ever do the beach swimming thing, we're all running out of the sea, and like you just come walking over to Rom, and you're like, "I'm the Gecko," and Rom just does that laughy, that mad laughy does, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we crack open a beer, yeah. and then yeah, we just all sort of chit chat about that. Yeah, and then Rom maybe Rom to make it less spicy, Rom turns around and goes, uh, "Any chance of getting hold of that nighty you sent them?" <laughs> what what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that could be quite a sweet moment. Yeah, it could be. It sounds really sweet. But Gecko, listen, man, I'm sorry that you went through that, but you've done nothing wrong, bro. Stop punishing yourself, okay? Tell your mates. You're to, a G. Yeah, you're okay. a G. Tell your mates to fuck off. Okay, Tommy. Uh, okay, so do your thing, my G. Yo, hit it up, mix it, do what you've got to do in life. Just the other day, I want to shout out to a young man who, uh, I was in Chichester and he stopped me and uh, he said that um, uh, he'd been listening to his podcast and he'd been recently, uh, he'd been through quite a lot of, he'd been quite ill and uh, how much he enjoyed listening to the podcast. And uh, he was a very sweet young man and I spent spent a little while chatting to him. I just wanted to say it made me think about passing along good words and positive vibes. And I think at the moment where we are uh, in this mad heat and I think like, the, 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 I don't know about everyone, but it feels that as a society, people are reaching out a little bit and making sure people are okay. There's, there's, you know, it feels that it feels that as a community, as a society, when when we get into these little fucking situations, it feels that actually we do we, we can become better people. We can become, and I think that's that's probably the I think my thing to take away from today, take away from this last week or so, is the actual positive positivity. I was in. Yeah, I've talked about him here in quite a dark place and actually chatting to that guy and a few other people and the few emails we've got is positive positivity spreads. It spreads like anything. And I think if you can do every day just one decent thing to one person to put a smile on their face, it goes a long, long way. So there's no big sentiment, no crazy characters in this week. It's do something good for someone you love and they'll do something good in return. And the world turns. And that is the message of today. That's re- that's really lovely. Um, and can I just add to that two things very quickly off the back of that? It was beautiful, Tom. Hit it, baby. Is uh, I was at the gym the other day, and a guy came, but a guy saw me and kind of looked like like he lost his mind. And he walked over to me and he showed me his phone and he was listening to the Wolf and Owl. And he said, "I just want to say thanks for the podcast." And can I just say to that guy, I didn't get your name. But you made my fucking day, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just such a wicked... And I texted you about it, didn't I? And said, like... Yeah, yeah, totally, totally yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the reason I mention it is, one, because it made me feel great. But um, I think we talk about gassing people up, or not, not gassing people up, but giving people a boost. If somebody you know is doing something good or there's something you admire about them, tell them. I, I think it's a really positive thing to do. I totally Amen. agree with what Tom's saying. And you, I'm not talking about making shit up. I'm talking about... Once a day, maybe telling somebody something good that they've done, or, so, or thanking somebody for something they've done. I do think it's like a fucking great thing to do, man. I really, really. And it do. makes you, and it will, you'll feel better as well. Yeah, you will do. And to our end, uh, JT. Yeah, go play on. us out with my favourite song of all time, "I'm Pretty" by TLC. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for listening to the Wolf and Owl. Take care of yourselves, and listen as we play this song out. Remember, you're not unpretty. You're beautiful. You are beautiful. Love you guys. Bye. But if you can look inside you, find out who you are.
If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.